the power of the number 31 could be the reason why the Bearcats win the American Conference Tournament. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday at Champ Week. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. You can follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. I'm Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So the number 31 is synonymous with the city of Cincinnati. You know. The Bengals went 31 years without a playoff win. The Bearcats have gone 31 years without a Final Four appearance. So, naturally, it's been 31 years since the Bearcats last went to the Final Four. Am I saying that means the Bearcats are going to the Final Four this year? No, I'm not. They could. But, realistically, this team has a shot to win the conference tournament. Because of that. And if you think about this Bearcat season, I was thinking about this during the game on Sunday. Particularly, I first I first thought about it walking back from using the restroom during the, I think, pregame. And then I thought about it as I'm walking back to my car. I thought about how the Bearcats just looked so good offensively. And they've looked so good offensively throughout most of the season that it just feels that this team is going to break through at some point. They've been so close all season. Name me their worst loss. Ohio State by 28 points. Outside of that, yeah, they lost to Houston by 13. Yeah, they lost to Arizona but all, all their losses have been so close. At some point, the, they're going to break through, right? And I compare this Bearcats team to that Bengals team of 2021 who broke through 31 years after winning the playoff game. And that Bengals team is interesting because they did not break through until the second to last week of the regular season. They had some. They had a good win early on against Baltimore, but outside of that... They won the games they were supposed to win and didn't win the games they weren't supposed to win or maybe were supposed to win. They didn't beat Green Bay. Actually, a majority of the games they didn't win, they should have won. But the point is this. They didn't break through against really good competition outside of Baltimore until they beat Kansas City. But they had a three-game stretch to close out the regular season. They go on the run and win a tough physical game against Denver. Two teams, seven and six, fighting for their playoff lives. They come home and take care of a bad Ravens team, a division rival, and take over first place and set themselves up for a chance to win the AFC North. And then they take on the reigning two-time AFC champions and beat them. If you think about the Cincinnati Bearcats heading into the conference tournament this week, the Bearcats are playing a very good Temple team. 
on Friday or tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It's a 4-5 matchup. It's a very evenly matched game. I expect it to go right down to the wire. It wouldn't shock me if the game went to overtime. Bearcats are going to have to get through that to get to Houston more than likely. Bearcats then will face the equivalent of what the Bengals face against Kansas City. You find a way to be number one Houston. You break through. It's a conference tournament. Anything can happen. And anything can happen against a team who is tasked with beating you a third straight time. The Bearcats have not beaten Houston or Memphis since 2020. It's been a long time. Perhaps they're due for a victory. You just think about the situation that the Bearcats are in and the opportunity that they have to break through. The Bengals used that three-game winning streak at the end of the 2021 regular season and rolled all the way to the Super Bowl. Bearcats have been so close all season. They've looked the part of a championship team. They have what it takes to win the conference tournament. The Bengals had what it took to win the division in 2020 in 2021. Even when the Ravens were in first place, I still felt like the Bengals had the better roster. The Bearcats could play three games this week that could break through as a where they could break through as a program. Are the Bearcats is the Benz, is the Bearcats men's basketball program still cursed? Eh, I don't know. I mean, they have they've had some heartbreaking losses since 1992. Haven't really built off in 1992. And it's so interesting. I was talking to um, our digital manager at ABC Six up here in Columbus, where I work, and I, I asked him. You know, he spent some time in Louisville, and he was there during the Satterfield era. And I said, and I asked him, his name's John. I said, so John, why did Louisville not build off of their breakthrough season in year one with Satterfield? And he, and he, you know, he gave me the reason why. It was, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Louisville Athletic Department, which I've heard from multiple sources down there. But what's interesting to me is that the Bearcats men's basketball program still hasn't built off of that 1992 season. They haven't been in the Final Four since. If, well, I, sh- I don't know if I should say they haven't built off it, but they haven't been back. You never know if they will. I mean, you as a Bengals fan in 1990, I thought for sure they were going to get to the playoffs again before 2005. I mean, think about all that happened between 1990 and 2005. At the end of the day, the Bearcats have an opportunity to break through this week. This is the conference tournament. Neutral site, everything's 0-0. Even Temple's coming in. It's 0-0. Even though Temple struggled down the stretch in the regular season, they're still a good team. They're going to come ready to play. So too will Cincinnati. The Bearcats have what it takes to win this tournament. They are a great shooting team. They are very good at sharing the ball, and they have a lot of weapons on this team. Landers Nolly, congratulations to him, first-team All-AAC. David DeJulius, third-team All-AAC. I think that's an absolute crime that he's not at least on the second team. They have guys capable of, of, of being able to take over a basketball game, and I think that can serve them well in this conference tournament. When the games get hard, and for what it's worth, they went 3-1 and one in their last four games. 
and won two very close games. They went 6-3 and three in their last nine conference games. Beat the teams they were supposed to beat except for ECU. And they've been so close to beating Memphis, to beating Houston. At some point, they're going to break through. They've lost to Houston and Memphis twice and three times, respectively, in Wes Miller's first season. They lost twice to both teams this year. They're 0-9. 0-9. Could be 1-9 after Saturday if the Bearcats beat Houston. But just remember that number 31. If the Bengals ended their drought after 31 years, maybe the Bearcats will use that to break through in this conference tournament. And get back to the NCAA tournament. Coming up, is the, is the season, regardless of what happens in the conference tournament, a success? I'll explain why I will view it as that, regardless of what happens in the conference tournament, after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers... Get no sweat, first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If the first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three string plus. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat, first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Lockdown College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank, back with you here on Lockdown Bearcats. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. So Cincinnati has had a really good regular season. John Rothstein recently said the Bearcats have quietly won 20 games this year. And in the American Athletic Conference, winning 20 games doesn't go or, or doesn't get noticed as much as, let's say, winning 20 games in the Big 12 like Kansas State did for the first time in, quite, in a few years. Cincinnati has had a successful season. Why? Well, two things. Number one, we wanted to see improvements this season. We got that, both offensively, a little bit defensively, three-point shooting. We've gotten better front-court play out of Victor Locken and Odio Guama. We wanted hope for when the Bearcats joined the Big 12. We got that. A lot of that is due to the heck, to the coaching of Wes Miller, who has gotten better as the season has gone on. Has he made some questionable decisions? Yes. But at the end of the day, he's the right man for this job. I don't think we truly understand what happened to the Bearcats men's basketball program under John Brandon? It reached such a low point. It reached as low of a point as it may ever go. And the Bearcats acted quickly. They didn't wait around. They could have kept John Brandon around. It had only been two years. His first year was solid. Second year, there were a lot of factors that went into it. COVID, players getting hurt etc. But at the end of the day, a change needed to be made. And last year's roster was assembled in a not-so-conventional way, although maybe it is now because of the transfer portal and how, you know, 
and how big of a part it is in college athletics. I also think that given that this team, which returns which returned a lot of pieces from last year, including David DeJulius, which I said last offseason was the first domino that needed to fall in the Bearcats' favor for this season to be a more successful season than last year, and sure enough, it was. Cincinnati has won three more regular season games than last year, four more conference games. That means something. For a program that was struggling in the spring of 21, they had just gotten embarrassed by Houston. They didn't even belong on the same floor as Houston. Bearcats scored 27 points in the first half, 27 points in the second half against Houston in that championship game. Houston scored 41, then 50. It was an absolute, I don't even know how to say it. It was a beatdown. This program last year, for the first time since 2016, did not make it to the semifinals of the the AAC tournament. They've been in the semifinals of the AAC tournament every time but three, and there have been eight conference tournaments. So five out of the eight times, the Bearcats have made it to the conference tournament semis. This year, they're a four seed. They've improved four seats. And by the way, I'm watching Tuesday night NKU, and they win the Horizon League tournament. Very happy for them. Congratulations to head, to head coach Darren Horn and that entire program. And my first thought was, well, the Bearcats lost to NKU this regular season. It doesn't look so bad now because NKU is going to the NCAA tournament. But at the same time, I think about this. NKU has been to four NCAA tournaments in the last seven seasons. They have been a Division I program for 11 seasons. It's not rocket science. NKU has adjusted quickly to Division One. They are a very, very good program. And what's ironic is everybody was so ooing and eyeing when John Brandon got the job after four seasons at NKU, comes to Cincinnati, for how many seasons it was in NKU. And you wonder, well, who are the Norse going to hire? Well, then they hired Darren Hort. All right, who's he? Well, you know who he is now. NKU has been more successful than Cincinnati since since John Brandon left NKU. The Norse have been to three Horizon League championship games. They've won two. And the other one, they lost by one point to Wright State. They also were in the semifinals in the one year they didn't play for the Horizon League championship. So just saying, the Bearcats have played for a championship and got destroyed. 2020, I don't know what they would have done in the tournament. They probably would have won every game by one point, given how that season went. But the point is this. The point is, the Bearcats need to get back. And the time to do it is breaking through in this tournament. I'm not going to view the season any differently because of what has gone on within the program for the last few seasons. But given what NKU is doing, given what Xavier is doing, given what the Bengals have been doing, given what the Reds could do this season with their young talent. I'm listening to the Hot Stove League Tuesday night, 
And Jeff Bramley was really, really complimenting the young talent that's been in spring training this season. The Bearcats men's basketball program ruled this city for over a decade. It has lost its place as the best program or team in the city. They need to win the conference tournament or do something to get back there. Because, yeah, they're going to play in the Big 12, and they're going to have more exposure, and they're going to play great competition. But they're going to get run over if they don't find a physicality or they or they don't find a way to beat them big boys in the American. They've come close. They've, they're competitive. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Arizona and Houston. That tells you right there this team can win the conference tournament. They're a top four seed. They've played like a top two team in this conference. They just have to show it. And that in doing that, you got to beat Houston in the semifinals, should that be a matchup. And then come back, regroup, and play Tulane or Memphis, more than likely. But I'm not going to view the season any differently, regardless of what happens in the conference tournament. Coming up, why the running back room will switch gears to football is going to be a position of strength for the Bearcats this season. I'll explain after we hear from two of our sponsors. I really like who the Bearcats have returning at running back. And this is a position for years that has been a position of strength for Cincinnati. The Bearcats have lived on being a run-first team. That's why last year's team was so unconventional, because they were a pass-first team. They were better in the passing game than they were in the running game. But historically, the Bearcats have been really good at running the football, and that's enabled them to be good in the passing game as well. Desmond Ritter was the quarterback. Desmond Ritter could run the football, and that gave the Bearcats so many options on offense. When you look at the Cincinnati Bearcats this year and the running back room of Ryan Montgomery, dual threat, Corey Kiner, who showed flashes last season, I'm excited to see what Miles Montgomery can do. And Ethan Wright, the fourth, now moving back to running back. There is a lot of good potential potential within this room. And there's two things I like about it. One, they're coached by Darrell Sims who comes over with Satterfield from Louisville. And you look at Louisville and running the football, and I've gone over the numbers many times, but in terms of rushing yards per game, they were 24th, 30th, 22nd, 23rd in four years under Scott Satterfield. And that gives you hope for what this running back room could look like. Louisville was successful offensively under Satterfield. I know you might not think it, and I – was told this week that they ran an elementary offense. I don't necessarily believe that because they actually did put up a lot of yards in Satterfield's time. Now, you do got to score points, and you have to score points to win games. But at the end of the day, if you ask me today, can the Cincinnati Bearcats run for more than 129.7 rushing yards? The answer is yes even with an offensive line that is questionable because the Bearcat, because the scheme that they're going to have with Scott Satterfield, I believe is going to allow them to run the football. Are they going to struggle to do that? If Ben Bryant is the starter, there's a good chance. We saw what Ben Bryant can do to the running game last year. It wasn't very good. If Emory Jones is the starter or Evan Prater, that's a better if you're looking to run the football. And I do believe the Bearcats need to be a run first team. When you think about this team, 
there are so many question marks. There's a new system. There's a new coaching staff. But those two things, I think, are beneficial to the Bearcats getting back to their ability to running the football. And it is interesting. You have to be able to run the football in the Big 12. Luke Fickle's teams last year would struggle to do that immensely. They couldn't even run up the middle. A simple run up the middle. Now, the Bearcats have an offensive-minded coach, the same running backs coach from Louisville. There is a really good chance this team is going to be really good at running the football, and that's going to open up the passing game with whoever the quarterback is. Later today at 2 o'clock, we are doing a live room this week. Breaking news, Russ Heltman will join me at 2 o'clock live to preview the conference tournament, to go over the first two days of spring practice, and much more right here on Lockdown Bearcats. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out our brand-new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. Bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus to hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Big day of college hoops action conference tournament play. Top 25 teams finally getting underway today in several conference tournaments. And at the course of the time of this recording, some games had not been played. But my goodness, you've got... The quarterfinals of the Big East, which is going to be a phenomenal tournament. Um, That starts today. Let's see. That will start today at noon with St. John's taking on number six, Marquette. So big, big game there for the Marquette Golden Eagles. Got the quarterfinals, the MAC quarterfinals of the A-10, quarterfinals of the ACC, second round of the Big Ten, quarterfinals of the Big 12. Here we go, 12.30 Eastern time on ESPN. That's the same, what channel it's on? Um, on ESPN, Iowa State and number 10 Baylor in the quarterfinals, 5-4 matchup. Got the first round of the American, ECU and USF at 12.30 on ESPNU. Uh, other games in the American, uh, SMU and UCF, that's a 2.30, approximately 2.30. Number three, Kansas. In the quarterfinals, the Phillips 66 Big 12 Championship. And then later tonight, you've got the second round of the SEC. You've got the Mountain West. You've got the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 quarterfinals of the Mountain West. Quarterfinals of the ACC and the Big East. You've got the quarterfinals of the SWAC, the WAC, the Big West Championship quarterfinals. You've got the WAC. I've already mentioned them. You've got, let's see, you've got the MEAC Tournament Quarterfinals, Conference USA Quarterfinals. You've got number seven, Texas tonight at seven in the Big 12 Championship. Number 15, Xavier takes on DePaul at seven on FS1 in the Big East Quarterfinal. It's a 10-2 matchup in terms of... Apologies for that. Later tonight in the Big 12, you will have a... Huge matchup. Tulsa, Wichita State tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. You should have mentioned that. Second round of the SEC, you've got – you have, let's see, number 22 TCU and number 12 Kansas State at 930. How about that for a 6-3 matchup? So going to be a lot of fun. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team Every day back later today at 2 o'clock with Russ Hellman previewing tomorrow's 
quarterfinals matchup of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. I don't know if that has a sponsor this year. I should make sure that it doesn't say anything on ESPN about that. No, it does not. It's at the American Athletic Conference Championship. So there's that. Looking forward to talking to Russ. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. We'll, of course, also talk about spring practice and the first two of those tomorrow as well. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm back right here on Lockdown Bearcats later today with Russ Feldman, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.